Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. <laughs> Kia ora, everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. This episode of Kiwi Birth Tales is sponsored by Elevit and Menevit with you every step. I'd love for you guys to go and check out the Elevit and Menevit ranges on their website and I'll pop a link in the show notes if you'd like to find them. This episode of the podcast is number two of Dad's series and it's actually with my partner Joe. so I've forced him into an interview with me about all things my pregnancy, our birth and then our postpartum experience and yeah he talks pretty candidly about his expectations of pregnancy and birth and what they were beforehand and what they sort of are now and also what it's like uh, being a new dad. So I hope you enjoy the episode and let's jump into it. Hi Joe, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hello. Can you tell us a little bit about you and who's in your family? <laughs> well, I'm 29 years old, born in Papamoa, um, grew up in Mount Maunganui and around here. Um, you are in my family <laughs> and our little mate Jai. Awesome. And what age were you when you became a dad? Uh, 28. Cool. And once you found out that I was pregnant... <laughs> What did you know about pregnancy and what sort of things were you expecting from the next nine months? <laughs> well, I didn't really know a lot about it except that it was going to be nine months. Um, so there was a lot of learning to do and um, a lot of preparation, but at the same time it was uh, the, the preparation excited me and it was all um, fun learning. Cool. And sort of from a pregnancy perspective, what did you expect from the nine months and how did you sort of support me through the changes that were going on in my body and the hormones and the morning sickness? How did you find that? Um, I found the first trimester was hit you a lot harder than I had kind of thought. Um, morning sickness didn't look fun at all. Um, the craving side of it was fun for me because I just joined <laughs> in on that binge eating. <laughs> Uh, I think we put on the same amount of week, uh, weight in the uh, first <laughs> trimester, which wasn't very welcomed by my coaches. Um, during that second trimester, I think that coincided with us on holiday in Europe, and that was um, quite a toll on your body by then, and he was obviously growing pretty quickly. Um, the weather was hot, uh, and I don't think that was really enjoyable for you um, going through those um, growth stages and, and also feeling bigger and bigger. Um, I think you and I were joking about you being a whale swimming in <laughs> Croatia at that time and I felt bad but also happy that we were on holiday and not having to be at work or whatever. Um, and then the third trimester was probably the most enjoyable for me um, on the outside looking in because it had just kind of settled more into the rhythm of growing and the kicking and all those different things that I felt quite um, I was getting a lot more attached to, um, 
but of course for you that was probably one of the worst because you were just getting bigger and heavier and slower and walking up the five flights of stairs to our house <laughs> wasn't fun in Italy um, but anyway we, we rolled on with that and I I probably felt most attached yeah, during that third trimester yeah awesome and do you think that you felt a bond with your baby during pregnancy so while I was pregnant did you feel yeah a sort of overwhelming bond like you thought you might or was it a bit different um no I I don't think I did really um I don't know how to explain it really but I felt quite distanced just that there was a baby growing inside you and um yeah it was quite I guess maybe because it was my first um it was hard to get a grip on what was really happening until the day came yeah cool and do you want to take us through sort of how you felt when I was going into labor and and those few weeks leading up to my uh, due date and then after that obviously the listeners know that I went overdue so how was that for you? Yeah so early on while I was still in Italy um, it was a bit frustrating oh not frustrating but I was a bit anxious that you'd go into labour um, while I was over there um, and then obviously I got back in time and we had a few little misfires where we'd thought you were going into <laughs> labour and you weren't and it wasn't um wasn't frustrating but it was kind of little dress rehearsals I guess because we'd get excited and start to jump the gun a bit and then we'd realise that it was just something else um, and then you kind of lost that mucus plug a few days before you went into um, labour and we thought we were really on then <laughs> um, and then of course we went in for that last appointment um, and Sean kind of did the stretch and sweep or whatever it was and you were hardly dilated at all and not really going anywhere so we kind of had a bit of a roller coaster of going up and down with those things um so by that stage I'd kind of given up on um getting too excited or whatever and I just thought I'd wait and ride it out which worked out well in the end because we had to wait an extra week um and of course you were in labor that whole night leading into our induction date and time which was the um the following morning so Heading into hospital was exciting, um, and when we got there, and I don't think I expected things to be so relaxed and slow moving once we got to hospital. Um, the fact that it took three or four hours for them to even get things really moving um, was frustrating for me because I, I I'd felt like we were going there to have a baby, mm-hmm. and if so, you know I didn't I really didn't expect that we were going to be there at seven in the morning and the baby wouldn't come until. 10 at night um so that side of it I guess the patients had to just wear out at some stage which it did and I'm glad that we kind of learned as we went with it and and then pushed them for the c-section at the end because it worked out really well and and everybody was happy with the outcome um during the few hours of induction and you going through the pain and then finally they gave you pain relief and all those different things and you spewing up and that that was worrying for me and stressful and at that stage I was still by myself so I think that's when I um, called my mum or your mum or somebody to just come when they were ready because it was getting a bit in over my head I guess in the depths of I didn't know what to do I didn't know how hard to push some of the doctors and nurses and then in the end I did just push them and it was really good because they came back with answers and I think sometimes they actually asked themselves you know like why are we waiting for her to dilate more and 
it was um, you know we were really lucky to have those young doctors and and a young midwife because they also saw it from our perspective and um, by 10 o'clock at night when you were very tired and worn out it was nice to have an outcome and get in there and get the little dude out. (laughs) Cool and then do you want to take us through sort of what the c-section experience was like for you and how you felt throughout that? Yeah so um, well as you know and the listeners know we pushed quite hard for the c-section in the end because the time and the time that you'd been in labour and the time that it was um, being 10 o'clock at night it was quite nice that we saw an end in sight and um, you know they explained things really well and I started to get very nervous and and adrenaline was pumping by then so um, you know I tried to be as light-hearted as I could and it was fun I guess chucking on my scrubs and getting ready and (laughs) and going in there Um, but when it was all happening it was it was a mix of me trying to be um, relaxed and, and carefree with with you, what you could see, but then of course I pop my head up and have a look over the curtain, and it was very uh, very graphic. Um, but at the same time, it was very exciting, and I, I popped my head up right at the time when uh, they were pulling him out, so it was it was quite cool. And then of course I quickly ducked my head back <laughs> down and told you everything was okay. And by the time I'd thought they were even starting the caesarean they were pretty much finished so that was a nice relief that it was all done so quickly um and then when he popped this little fat head out <laughs> I, was, I was i was i lost it um i was crying and laughing and i was just i was so excited and the adrenaline was just pumping so much and i just it, putting a face to the the bump was amazing <laughs> and that whole feeling was I just couldn't, I I can't explain it now, it was just amazing and that's when I kind of felt like it was all so real and that that there was a connection and that it was something I made and I was just so proud at that time of of you and him and it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it now. It was just such such an elevating experience I guess and the relief I guess was the main thing but I was so proud and so happy. Yeah, awesome. And then obviously we know that Jai spent um, yeah a week in Skibu Special Care Unit. So do you want to take us through what that experience was like for you and how you felt not being able to stay with us for the first week of Jai's life? Yeah, um, Skibu was interesting. Um, obviously he had his blood sugar problems, which took us probably two or three days to completely understand what the theory yeah. was behind it and how to get him back on track. And um, that was frustrating for me, not completely understanding until the um, consultant had come down and explained to us. There were a few little hiccups on the way, uh, without getting into too much detail. The, the little burst vein in his hand and um, a couple of little infections and things like that, which really pushed my um, ability to stay quiet and just trust that system because it was it was hard, really hard to see him going through little struggles like that. It was hard to see him in the incubator, oh, not the incubator, in the in the cot, um, and just distance from you. It was it was seemed very unnatural that he was on his own down there, and you were on your own in the maternity ward, and I was at home every night. Um, and it's not how we had planned to spend our first week, but as those days went on, by day five and six and seven, when we saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and he took a real turn for. Um, for the good and his blood sugars got better and his infection markers went down and his hand had improved and you had moved into Skibu as well and 
I was there most of the day and the doctors were just great, the nurses were fantastic, um, I just, all of that came together and I'd learnt so much by the end of that week that I actually don't know how I would have done it without us going there, <laughs> yeah. um, which was a great feeling to leave like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I, one note probably from that is that those nurses in there, they worked tirelessly and they were so, without those nurses I would have been a lot more stressed and a lot more um, demanding of the doctors I think because often the doctors are busy um, being doctors I guess so solving the actual issues but the nurses are the ones that really took care and, and were doing all of the really hands on stuff with him and, and it was so nice that they had real pride in their work and, and it put me at ease leaving there at night knowing that those nurses were just going to be all over him and they were, it was so funny and it was really <laughs> nice for us going in there and Jai was kind of like their little favourite there. Yeah. And what do you think some of the major things that you learnt from Skaboo were that you sort of didn't even think about learning before we had a baby? I mean, there were just heaps of little things like I didn't know how to wrap a baby up um, and I'd never really thought about it until <laughs> we were there and watching them do that and just I guess how they had general care and how they would hold the baby and do different things. You just, I mean, you have an idea of what you're going to do but... I didn't really know until he was born and when he was in there and um, I guess I just learnt by watching them and seeing how things played out and, and the way he reacted, the way they fed him and all those things, I just tried to copy those and ask the questions where I where I could. Yeah. Awesome. So what do you think the hardest thing about having a newborn's been, sort of maybe things that you didn't expect or what did you expect it to be like? Um, the hardest thing by far is the lack of sleep um, I'm very lucky with our lifestyle in Italy that I get a lot of time at home during the day so I'm very used to coming home and having a nap between my trainings and you know having quite a good routine like that um, so that side of things is just out the window uh, also there's little things like if you just want to go out for a coffee or go out for a meal everything takes a lot longer than than you plan. You know, you got to change your nappy and get the bottles ready and get the baby ready and then if he's not on time or, you know, you can guarantee as you walk out the door he's going to spew on his clothes. So <laughs> all of those things have been fun but at the same time a little bit stressful and, and I've probably um, let that out on you probably more than um, taking ownership of it myself um, which has just been the nature of how it's worked, I guess, being who I am. But... Um, no, all of those things are just patience I guess is the big thing and, and realising that you're going to come through the other side of that where it's a lot more enjoyable Yeah, and how would you sort of describe him now obviously we're four months down and things have changed a lot from when he was a tiny little newborn so what are your favourite things about his age now and what are you looking forward to um, as he continues to grow uh, definitely his character now is starting to form and, and his personality He's such a happy little dude, and he's starting to really wake up to the world. Um, you know, he loves being out in the garden. He loves touching things and playing with things and biting on things and shoving everything in his <laughs> mouth. And those things are really cool because it, it brings me in more and forms my bond with him a lot more. Um, and I just love waking up and or seeing him wake up, and he's just so smiley and so happy to see you straight away. I love the bond that he's got with my family and your family and, and our friends and that side of it, just seeing uh, how much happiness he's brought to everyone that he touches is amazing. Um, 
and it just makes me want to have five more now. <laughs> but um, no, those things are just you can't explain how much they mean to you when you just you see him and his enjoy, how much he enjoys everything and how much it makes you enjoy those little things. It's it's quite a nice little reminder that um, there's so much more to the things that we forget about as adults. Awesome. And is there something that you wish someone had told you about this time? So was there anything, like you mentioned, the sleep or other things maybe with having a baby that you didn't know and you wish someone had given you a bit of <laughs> words of wisdom before? Um, no, not really. I just think the only thing that um, I've found most valuable, I think, is not really listening to everyone else and, and what worked for them because quite often things with Jai have been very different to what other people tell you and you just roll with what you think is right and if it's not you'll know pretty quickly <laughs> yeah and what do you think the hardest thing about having a newborn's been um i think the the worry that you have the, the duty of care i guess you you have for the baby like you can probably tell your listeners more than more than what i what i'm like but i'm you know, every time I hear a little peep, I want to make sure he's okay, and I want to know that he's breathing and hasn't rolled over on his face or something, you know, I just, everything I think about too much, and I care for him so much, and um, I think that's something that obviously parents never get over, and you're always feeling like that about your kids, and um, I guess that comes with being so proud of him and and us uh, as a family. Yeah, and what would you say your favourite thing about being a dad is? Um, just him and the bond that I have with him and the smiles and you know, all of the happiness and the things that he's he's brought to my life and our family's lives and our friends and everything and he's such a happy little dude and that brings you know, it brings a different aspect to your life that you never thought would be there. You realise how uh I guess selfish you've lived for your whole well, naturally you've been for your whole life because you care about yourself first but a lot of those things don't matter at all once you've got a baby and it's um it's actually a really nice change in your life that you realise that and putting someone else truly first is quite quite a cool thing to do. Yeah. And what advice would you give to men who are about to become dads for the first time? Enjoy as many nights with the boys, <laughs> fishing, um, all those things that you can because they certainly are reduced after this. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be the coolest and most rewarding and the most proud moment of your life and um yeah it's just roll with it and then the little bad periods are certainly outweighed by the amazing leaps and and things that happen as well so um you know there's a lot of those kind of things that will happen early on and now that Jai's hitting four months and he's starting to really develop it's the whole thing is getting really exciting and fun for us and his character is cool and you know those sleepless nights are definitely worth it. What advice would you give to a new dad in terms of how he can support his partner through those first few weeks and months when it's, you know, you're sort of really tough and it's sleep deprived and breastfeeding or formula feeding or anything like that? What sort of advice can you give to dads to, yeah, the best way to support their partner? Um, I think the thing that uh, worked for us a lot was just the little things that, that you can do, like chucking on the washing or doing the bottles or whatever it may be that can be the tipping point for the mum or however you know um, 
of the like oh shit I don't want to get up and do that today and if it, that job's already done then it helps a lot so trying to think outside of, of what you'd normally do and get into a little routine so so your partner or, or and the baby know that in the morning this, these things are done by dad and you know we can rely on dad for this and that um, certainly helps lighten the load and sometimes if you can escape with the baby for a little while that helps as well yeah yeah awesome and what do you sort of see the next little while being like and and as our little family continues to grow well immediately i hope this coronavirus stuff sorts itself out um hopefully we'll be going back to italy for another season leading up to um, the tokyo olympics um that's all a bit unknown at the moment but i mean for our little family we'll just keep trucking along with him and enjoying our our time with him watching him learn and, and grow hopefully maybe another little one coming along <laughs> some stage when we're ready or two or three or four or <laughs> whatever <laughs> you let us have and then um who knows we'll be settling back in new zealand or australia once we're finished up with water power yeah awesome cool well thank you joe for coming on the podcast and I, I talk about you a lot on our instagram page and also on my own podcast so i appreciate you coming on and letting me sort of force you into telling your story but i hope that you've seen some value in it and um i know that you would have appreciated a podcast like this to be able to listen to before he was born so hopefully it'll do the same thing for other dads out there yeah um i mean definitely it was something that's not been my cup of tea at all um but since becoming a dad i wish that i'd had a resource or something to listen to and um, if there's anything I can say to the other women, majority of women out there that are listening to this podcast, encourage your husbands or, or partners to, one, come on the show and, and share your story because it's quite a cool little um, memory to to have. And maybe do a little bit more um, research <laughs> while your missus is pregnant, um, not like I did. Uh, but the other side of that is just roll with it and do what works with your family and, and enjoy the whole process and know that after those first few weeks things get a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable awesome thank you this episode of the podcast was made possible by elevate and men of it i would love for you to go and show them your support thanks so much for listening to this episode of the dad series of kiwi birth tales i hope you enjoyed and i would love to hear your feedback on the instagram page or shoot me an email at kiwibirthtales at gmail.com